Hi, and welcome to Veg Out, the Toronto Vegetarian Podcast. This is your weekly discussion of all things vegan and vegetarian in Toronto and the GTA. My name is Jeanette, and I'm joined today by... Steve. And Shalini. And we come to you every week from the offices of the Toronto Vegetarian Association and heard on CJRU 1288 AM, The Scope, Ryerson's Campus and Community Station. And if you don't know, the Toronto Vegetarian Association's mission is to inspire people to choose a healthier, greener, and more compassionate lifestyle through plant-based eating. And on today's episode, we're going to be talking about a couple of events coming up. We have Vegan Rock coming up on Thursday, June 8th. And we also have, we'll promote the Vegan Baking Group 5 Ingredient Challenge, which is coming up on June 22nd. And we'll also be doing a deep dive into some travel stories. I just came back from Vancouver and Interior BC, so I'm going to give you some vegan recommendations in Vancouver. And we'll also be talking about uh, Steve and Chalini have some trips coming up. So we'll give you some overall tips on how to travel as a vegan. So first up, let's talk about Vegan Rock which, as I mentioned, is a fundraiser through the Toronto Vegetarian Association. And this is the ninth version of it. It's coming up for on Thursday, June 8th at 7 o'clock. It's taking place at The Boat in Kensington Market. And this is a fundraiser for the TVA. And uh, if you heard last week's show, Greg, who is the one of the organizers of the event, was here talking it up. But we just wanted to give it another plug and encourage you to head out. So it's our annual fundraiser, and it features live music from local vegetarian performers. There's also comedy, delicious desserts. That's right, there's a bake sale there. And fantastic door prizes from Green Zebra Kitchen, Mama Vegan, Sick on Sin, Tori's Bake Shop, Truth Belts, Vegetarian Haven, and more. So that's, uh, as mentioned, at The Boat, which is 158 Augusta Avenue in Kensington Market. Previous years it has been on the supermarket, but uh, Steve informed me, and I think Greg mentioned the last week, that it started off at The Boat. So I guess it's it's returning to its uh, original venue. So that's one event, Vegan Rock. And the other one that's coming up... Uh, from the Vegan Baking Group. If you don't know, the Vegan Baking Group is a social group for the Toronto Vegetarian Association. We host events every couple of months. Uh, they're casual potluck-style potluck get-together, so you can meet other vegans and try some uh, vegan baking and exchange recipes and tips and ideas. Uh, I'm one of the co-organizers of the group, and we just had a new organizer come, ho- come on, Maturi, who... Uh, this is her brainchild, actually, so I'm really excited about this. This is the five-ingredient challenge. So we're going to give you five ingredients, and you have to come up with a recipe with them or take a recipe and adapt it to include these ingredients. And if you can get all five ingredients in one recipe and people like it, uh, we have some prizes to give away that are donated by the Toronto Vegetarian Association. So we have some books, and we have some like chocolate bars and things Uh Uh, I'm going to take home with me today. So we're very excited about this. This is taking place Thursday, June 22nd at 6 o'clock at Christie Pitts, the park. Hopefully it is nice weather. If not, I think we might congregate at a Pikeellipse and have some pizza as well as our baked goods. Um, You can sign up for our mailing list at baking at veg.ca or you can Google the Vegan Baking Group. We have a Facebook page. You can sign up there. So here are the five ingredients. We have flax. Dates, avocado, chickpeas, and coconut. So I know Shalini 
your yeah, those possibly coming out ingredients. I love all of those five ingredients. I love all five of those for baking. So I was saying, you know, my the gears are already turning in my head. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that should that should be exciting. So. Great. So uh, definitely baking at veg.ca if you're interested in signing up or uh, getting our more information. So those are some Toronto events, but we also wanted to talk about some things happening outside of Toronto. So I just came back from Vancouver and Interior BC. So there are a few things that I did in Vancouver that were really great as a vegan. The first thing was I went to Nice Shoes, which is the all-vegan shoe store there. Uh, I'm wearing vegan shoes that I bought there today. They're Matt and Nat flats uh pretty neutral like like tan kind of color they're super cute <laughs> uh, they are they are cute and they're i took a, a couple of times to break them in but they're broken in now so i feel like i conquered them which are really great uh, i just had to throw out a pair of vegan shoes yesterday because they were too far gone and i went to um i was uh, a, someone recommended soul survivor in Kensington market which mm-hmm. is a shoe repair place and they can do vegan repairs and it was very embarrassing. I brought them in, and, they, and I'm like, you can do vegan repairs? They're like, yes, of course. And I pulled out the shoes. They're like, oh, no. <laughs> These are too far <laughs> gone. I'm like, oh, my gosh. So I had to, uh, unfortunately, um, uh, let go of those ones. Um, but it was really great uh, being out there. It's it's on a place called uh, Fraser Street, uh, and it was a little bit isolated. Like there was, it was not exactly like a bustling like metropolis uh in terms of the street that it was on so it was just kind of like walking along and i'm like am i in the right place and then all of a sudden like yes it was there nice shoes were there so they were actually open on the holiday monday the owner was there and she said you know that how much she loves the veg food fest in toronto the nice shoes uh usually has a booth Mm -hmm. at veg food fest as well um, and they have obviously shoes from floor to ceiling, but they also have apparel. They have things from Esther, the wonder pig there. They have, you know, funky socks, they have wallets, they have, uh, chocolate and candy. So I got a vegan Snickers bar as well as the, a couple of uh, shoes that I stocked up on. And I feel like they were like good quality shoes as well. And I've purchased things from nice shoes online before, but it was really nice to go to the store and just be able to try everything on and, uh, pick out a couple of things. So, uh, as I, and as I said to her, I wanted to stock up, so I have a couple like uh, these shoes and then another pair of shoes for the fall winter. So that was uh, that was one thing I did. I also stocked up on vegan cheese, uh, Miyoko's cheese to be specific. You may have tried this at a previous Veg Food Fest. You technically can get this cheese in Toronto if you get it from Vegan Supply, which is an online vegan retailer in Vancouver. But it is a lot of money to ship vegan trees across the country and I feel like I'm not exactly in a position to to do that Mm -hmm. on vegan cheese but I was out there and they um vegan supply is uh, an online retailer similar to v wood market in Toronto which unfortunately v wood market is is no longer um however vegan supply is there and they are actually going to open up a brick and mortar store in Chinatown they haven't opened it up yet but if you're if you're traveling to Vancouver in the near future you should definitely check them out it will be an all vegan uh, grocery store retailer uh, so you can order online through them and they have a couple of pickup spots in Toronto so you don't have to pay for the delivery and there was a place called Meat M-E-E-T they have a couple of locations in Vancouver I, I didn't eat there oh no I did eat there I got some salad to go um, but they are also a really well-known vegetarian restaurant in Vancouver so there's meat in Gastown and meat on Main so I was able to buy cheese three kinds of cheese um they were $15 each, so it's not exactly like like a cheap thing, but it was actually 
uh, pretty substantial for what the price was. And I know, Shalini, you've had this cheese as well. You went to yeah, Washington. Yeah, I had it in uh, at the Veg Food Fest a couple of years ago when she was there. And then, yeah, last year I went to D.C. twice. And both times I was telling my aunt, I was like, we have to go to some sort of, like, you know, the health food organic store or whatever because I need to, like, stock up on this cheese because I had it and it was so good. And I had... Um, I bought, like, there's, like, a mozzarella, and then I bought, like, there's, like, a truffle one, and I think I got the smoked farmhouse one as well. I can't remember the third, but I know, I remember I bought three, because then, after a certain point, I was like, oh, with the conversion and stuff, like, this is, this is getting up there, so, but de- definitely the truffle, I'm, like, a sucker for truffles, so, um, yep. that was a really, really popular one for me. I wanted to get the, the black and, the black ash That's the one cheese. I had at the Veg Food Fest. That this is the really one good. I remember the most from the Veg Food Fest, yeah. but they were, unfortunately, sold out of that one. Um, but they did have uh, like a double cream chive uh, cheese that I brought to um, my boss's house for dinner and his he has two little kids and they just ate it up and they loved it and they had no idea that it was not you know quote unquote real cheese and like oh this cheese is made from nuts and they're like oh I had no idea you can do that so I think that uh, I plant an idea in their head about uh, cheese, like how good cheese could be without um, dairy products. Mm-hmm. So that was uh, that was another thing I did. I bought two, and then I bought two other um, kinds of cheese and just brought it back with me in my luggage. And then mm-hmm. my boss said he could also uh, he frequents to- uh, frequents Toronto, so he said he could also bring vegan cheese to me anytime I wanted. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> but then again, I don't know. Like I don't want to turn my boss into just like a, a mule for vegan cheese for me. But maybe every couple of months or so, if I get, I just want to get that that ash one at some point in the future um but he also has in the past has has gotten um cheese for me from uh a uh a, like a greek grocery store in kitsilano named uh, parthenon and they make their own vegan cheese there as well so he brought some of that for me so it was it was nice it was not like like it was something you could get something very similar here in toronto so i feel like i don't need him to smuggle that kind of cheese but miyoko's I'll, yeah, that I'll, stuff is, is yes. one in a million. Yes, kind of exactly. Yeah. Uh, I also went to the Virtuous Pie, which is the uh, all-vegan pizza place in Vancouver. They also have a location in Portland. I'm not sure which one came first. Uh, it's in the the one I the location I went to is in Chinatown. Um, it is a very trendy, like a little bit more upscale pizza place. Um, you know, very slick looking, very you know designy. Um, and I did have a really, really delicious pizza there called the Super Fun Guy, and it had cashew mozzarella, herbed potatoes, truffle almond ricotta, wild mushrooms, and rocket, which uh, realize it is a green. Um, but it, I mean, it felt a little weird because it is in a neighborhood that is known as like one of the poorest in Canada, so it just felt like you're sitting in a place where a lot of the people in the neighborhood wouldn't necessarily frequent here. Um, so it just like was a little bit of disconnect from the location and, and the neighborhood that it was serving. Um, I mean, that being said, I, I'm glad I went out and tried it because it was really delicious. And it was kind of like the aesthetic was opposite of a Pycalypse. And I love a Pycalypse, but this one was like just more of a trendy hipster kind of pizza place. But it was delicious. So uh, I'm conflicted. Uh, I also went to a... Um, um, uh, Ethiopian restaurant called Harambe on Commercial Drive, and apparently it was well established before the Harambe guerrilla shooting incident. But now, because of the internet, people go there to take selfies at Harambe restaurant. But it was a very, um, very delicious uh, 
vegetarian Ethiopian place on commercial. It's often quoted as like the best Ethiopian in Vancouver. So if you're so inclined, uh, you can check out Harambe as well. And then I also went to a place called The Arbor. I'm doing a lot of talking here. I'm sorry. Uh, so The Arbor is on Main Street and it was uh, recommended to me by a number of people. And they have a sister restaurant called The Acorn. The Acorn is meant to be more upscale and Arbor. The Arbor is meant to be more of a comfort food place. But I didn't find it particularly, uh, com- I mean, there were some kind of like some fried things on it, but I felt like it was definitely uh, on the fancier end, I would say, of comfort food. And I had a pulled jackfruit steamed bun, which were delicious, and a beet uh, carpaccio salad. And they had like a house-made macadamia nut cheese, which was just delicious. And I just sat on the patio and had a glass of wine and just people watched. And it just seemed like uh, all of the vegetarians in Vancouver were there because they all knew each other. It was kind of like being like going out in a, like cosmic treats or apocalypse in Toronto and running into people that you know through the TVA. It seemed like it was that kind of vibe there. So it was really interesting to just kind of hang out and see all the connections that uh, like people knew each other through. And I think that's uh, that's my roundup of Vancouver. I also went to Interior BC, which is uh, Nelson and the surrounding areas, which is about eight hours from Vancouver. Um, uh, for the most part, I was there uh, visiting family, so it was easy to eat at home because we just stocked up some, some on some things from the Kootenai Co-op, which is kind of like the big carrot there. And there was one day we went through a drive through the Slocan Valley and then went to these hot springs in a little place called Ainsworth. It was getting late at night, trying to figure out what to do for dinner. And then my cousin suggested, oh, there's a little cafe bakery by the ferry docks in a place called Belfour. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't think this bakery cafe is going to have anything vegan you know we're in the middle of nowhere on like the Sunday of a long weekend so who knows if it's even open but we showed up and they were open and you know it was it was like a little tiny place but they had wraps and they had a veggie wrap and I asked if the veggie wrap had dairy in it and they said well it has cheese in it but we also have this vegan wrap for you um so they a they knew they could uh ascertain that when I said no dairy. They're like, oh, that means vegan. So we have this other thing for you. And it was like a serviceable wrap for like, you know, five, six dollars, like rice and beans and some veggies and some seasoning. So I was just surprised that it was so easy to just find something on like the side of the road out there. So, um, yeah, so that was my, my vegan. I've heard Vancouver is kind of like, yeah, vegan, a good place to be a vegan. So yeah, though apparently there's no vegan dedicated vegan bakery out there that so it's so surprising to it me. is very surprising yeah. yeah so any entrepreneurs maybe check that out mm-hmm. um so we also wanted to talk about your upcoming trips as well so shalini you're going to be leaving us for a while maybe a couple of years actually yeah. so this might be your last podcast this so this might be yeah so you want to fill us in on where you're going <laughs> and how you're preparing as a vegan yeah sure so yeah i'm planning to take off for some long-term travel my first flight is booked july 11th into cartagena colombia so i'm planning to do the, bl- the backpacker trail through Colombia, Ecuador, Peru, Bolivia, and then next March fly from Brazil to Bali for a friend's wedding and then work my way backwards through Southeast Asia and Japan. So like Vietnam, Thailand, Laos, Myanmar, uh, Bhutan, Nepal, and then decide what to do from there, basically. Um, there's a lot of things to, I think, keep in mind when, when you're traveling as a vegan. Um, obviously Happy Cow is a really great resource in terms of just what to eat, finding places to eat. Um, because I'm, I'm kind of doing a more like backpackery kind of style trip. I'm also trying to meld in like 
budgeting concerns because I want to travel as long as I can. So I can't just eat at like a Happy Cow five-star place every day. So I'm looking for other little, little smaller, um, you know, tips and things. Um, South America, well, both Southeast Asia and South America, they're both, uh, like, they can be, like, warmer climates. So, um, at least in South America, I'm finding there's a lot, um, one of the biggest recommendations is to eat from the local markets. They have a lot of street markets. So, my plan is, I'm planning to stay in mostly hostels, um, which a lot of the time will have, like, common area kitchens. So, you can cook and keep your costs down that way, too. Uh, there's a lot of places that will include breakfast, hostels, and like with toast and, you know, they have jam or I might travel with like a thing of peanut butter um, so that I, I, and fruits and stuff. So I have enough uh, leaving for the morning. But other than that, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm thinking I might go and, and grab a couple of fruits and things from the, from these markets. And those, those fruits or the produce is on the more inexpensive side. So, um, lunch is, they say that if you're going to eat out for a meal, make it lunch because they have this like almuerzo kind of lunch special deals and it's like this platter. And a lot of the times if the meat options can be swapped out for like beans or rice and, and you can eat vegan that way. Um, so there's lots to do to, and it's possible. Like I'm, um, oh yeah. The other thing I was saying was that most of my planning, I'm not actually going to like sites like Lonely Planet or TripAdvisor, I'm mostly getting my ideas and itinerary uh, ideas from blogs. And there's a lot of, I just find that I like the more organic kind of like, this is my experience as somebody who's been there rather than, I think a lot of the times Lonely Planet and TripAdvisor are like, everything is magical and rainbows if you go to this place. And it's like, not that I only want to go to those, those magical places, but at least I know what to expect going in if I'm getting it from somebody who's actually been there and it's like, hey, like stay away from this area or, or don't fall for this, this scam or trick, you know, like at least I, I'm then, I feel like I'm better prepared. So um, so yeah, so I've been getting a lot of my, my ideas and, and tips and things from blogs and there's a lot of people, there's, um, there's definitely a lot of vegan travel blogs out there. Uh, I think Mindful Wanderlust, they're from Toronto. There's, uh, there's one like the vegan on the road or something, but if you just Google vegan travel blog, there's so many options out there. And at least, you know, if you even find vegetarian ones and just take that a step further to make it vegan, that's also, that's also possible. Um, there's in terms of activities that, that, that I'm looking at as a vegan, obviously I'm going to stay away from anything that's like, you know, ride a llama, like if I'm, when I'm hiking Machu Picchu and stuff like that. Um, so just things, yeah, like no, no swimming with dolphins or I'm not going to be visiting any zoos or anything like that. Um, I am planning to visit some sanctuaries. That was something that didn't even occur to me that there's animal sanctuaries in places other than North America. <laughs> like, uh, I found one that's like just a little bit outside of Cape Town. Um, that seems kind of nice. Um, there's a lot, a lot, a lot of like eco volunteering in Ecuador, um, obviously with the rainforest right there. So I might do that for a couple of weeks. Um, just and making sure that I do my research behind the places that I choose so that I'm not choosing places that, you know, inadvertently either impact the locals in a negative way or like are just there to like make money and not really taking care of the animals. So um, there's a lot of there's a, there's some stuff to look into there, stuff to keep in mind. But, you know, there's there's lots of good stuff to, to do, I think, and 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 keep while keeping in mind that you're vegan and and sort of mindfully travel. Um 
yeah so but it, it should be should be an interesting experience i'm really looking forward to it and uh yeah we're gonna miss you i know i yeah. know the resource you center yeah. <laughs> yeah. but yeah I'll, I'll i'll be i'll be starting a blog too so i'll probably have lots of insights as, into traveling specific uh, to specific places as a vegan but um the good so, thing is that like what if you stay on southeast asia and south america are both well-traveled like especially the places like the there's like an actual backpacker trail in south america so they know like i think they're familiar with with what North American dietary restrictions can look like. Like, when I booked my Inca Trail, I was just like, oh, I'm vegan. They're like, okay, no problem. Like, we have somebody there, like, one of the, the people there, like, cooks the meals for you, and they know exactly what vegan is. So, um, I think it'll just be, like, a little bit trickier in terms of, like, eating out. But as I'm planning to eat, like, cook as much as I can anyway in the hostels. So, just, yeah, it's just a few extra things to keep in mind, I think, but... Yeah, how about you, Steve? You're you're doing a more... Yeah, I'm, I'm doing a bicycle camping trip in southern Ontario, and I'm carrying my own food. So mm-hmm. I, I could talk a little bit about that, because mm-hmm. I, uh, I'm i not anticipating necessarily getting into towns where there's a vegetarian, vegan restaurant. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, I'm, and I'll be staying in campgrounds, which are sometimes between towns, and... Mm-hmm. Uh, so at the end of the at the end of the day cycling, I put up my tent. I want to stay right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, something I found handy for a lot of that that turns out to be a bit of a treat is the uh, the boil in a bag Indian foods that you buy in uh, mm-hmm. lower lower price health food stores at least. Mm-hmm. Well, and I've seen them in other health food stores as well. Yeah. Well, and definitely if you go to Indian the, grocery stores, yeah, they'll yeah, they'll have the, them. The boil in a bag concept. Uh, you. you you basically have to heat the food up. You you drop the bag in hot in boiling water for four or five minutes, and it's ready to eat. Mm-hmm. And at the time, I also take uh, I usually take kasha and quinoa because they're both uh, quick cooking grains. Uh, uh, brown rice just takes too long, mm-hmm. and yeah. uh, at the end of a day's <laughs> at the end of a day's riding, I have to I have to uh, put up my tent, and I'm hungry. So I, yeah. I don't really want to wait for brown rice to cook. And uh, where ca- kasha and quinoa both work for that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I also take some pasta along and uh, mm-hmm. c- cook some of it up sometime and think of something to put in. And I carry nutritional yeast to put on it and things like that. So uh, that works out pretty well. Uh, the other trip I take in the summer is I do a train ride through Western Canada every summer. And that, that will be following after I get back from the bike trip. And I usually hit three different places, uh, Kamloops, Edmonton, and Winnipeg. And for vegan, Kamloops is a lost cause. I go to, <laughs> I, I go to a gro- grocery store. I stay at my daughter's place. My daughter and grandchildren live in Kamloops. And I cook for myself. Uh, my daughter is vegetarian, but we eat differently. So. And after Kamloops, I go to Edmonton and Winnipeg. I find them both more interesting. They're, they both have good vegan options. I think it's probably best for me to discuss them uh, at a future podcast after I'm back, though, because uh, yeah. <laughs> you never know what's new from one year to another. Absolutely. I did hear that Woonburger was closing one of their locations in Winnipeg. They're so keeping how many, one open. how many locations do they have currently? Two in Winnipeg and three in Ontario. Okay. The ones in Ontario are franchised. Okay. So, so the, but the uh, I heard that uh, the lease was up and the owner decided to concentrate on the franchising side of the business. Interesting. And, uh, okay. and, and keep the one flagship place open, which uh, which is very near the hostel I usually stay in in Winnipeg, so I, I definitely will get there, but uh, there's all, you, you always discover new things in a place like Winnipeg or Edmonton, mm-hmm. though. And what do you do on the train ride itself? That's much like 
although different, it's much in style, like packing for a bicycle camping trip. Okay. I have to figure out what's going to work on the train, and uh, there's except I haven't in both the bicycle trip and the train ride. I have no refrigeration, mm. and that that does complicate uh, preparing your own foods. Yeah, I, I, I I travel coach class, so I uh, I don't eat on the train uh, like I don't eat train food. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you travel first class, uh, your meals are included, and you can request a vegan diet. But uh, uh, to have a place to stay for the night and your meals, you're paying about double. Right. So I so I don't take that option usually. Yeah. I was just I, say, I know in my my experience, like snacks are so important for traveling, like things oh, like yeah. and dry snacks, like you, see, yeah. you know, like granola, and um, I don't know other. I know when I went to Cuba, it wasn't even snacks. We just took a jar of peanut butter with us because we weren't sure what we were going to get on the resort. Um, because I'm backpacking this time, I may not take a jar of peanut butter because that'll like weigh me down. But um, there's there's this. I may take powdered peanut butter, or mm-hmm. there's this thing my mom was talking about, and she's gonna be like so ashamed that I can't think of what it is. But it's like a powdered lentil, and it's like a thing that Indian people put on, nope. um, like you know, rice and things to like up the protein content. And it's like yeah. it's like a like a I don't want to like peasant food sounds so like you know like elitist or whatever but it's something i think they used in more like rural farming communities to like make sure they were getting enough nutrition um but it's like on the more inexpensive side and so she's gonna pack me up little packets of that to take and so if i can't find something like a vegan option with uh protein then i can just like sprinkle that on top of whatever i am eating and then and then get it that way when you mentioned uh buying stuff in local markets and cooking it yourself i Mm -hmm. did think of the two things that are missing in that are protein and Mm -hmm. uh and good oils. Yeah. I mean, and, I think protein, uh, and, in South America, there's like a lot of like beans and stuff, I think, I can, or like yes. legume kind if of thing. If you're on the west coast of South America, yeah. I think, that, that's I think basically where I'll coast. be. Yeah. So, um, and then Southeast Asia, I think there's such a huge, like, you know, expat population, especially in like Thailand and Vietnam. And then oh, there's yeah. like, I found like sanctuaries for like, you can take vegan cooking classes. And, um, you know, so it's like, they have like vegan oh. retreats and things like that. So I'm not, I'm less, plus like, I know Thai food, Vietnamese food, like I've had things that are just vegan inherently, like when I've eaten at restaurants here, right? So um, I think there'll be there'll be options that are yeah. more native, like to the native diet. Buddhism varies from country to country, but it's worth checking out if the local temples offer any food. Yeah, because yeah. if they offer food and you just leave a donation, often that's right. a good option. I've been told. Yeah, and then one last tip. Sorry, I just yeah. wanted to mention that I've been finding is. Uh, to to find on Facebook or Google like local vegetarian uh, groups or um, like meetup kind of community kind of, like um, things and you can meet other people that way and and get uh, a good ideas of things to do or places to go and, and eat and, and that sort of thing so that's that's another thing I'm planning to do like look up uh, communities on Facebook and that kind of thing so that's that's another tip but. Right. These are all great ideas for whatever kind of traveling that you are doing uh, this summer. So we have like pretty much uh, all over the world covered mm-hmm. right now. Um, so we're going to wrap up now. We've ran out of time. But I wanted to say that you've been listening to Veg Out, the Toronto Vegetarian Podcast and Radio Show heard on CJRU 1280 AM The Scope. You can email feedback to tba at veg.ca and you can find more information about what we do and listen to past episodes of Veg Out at veg.ca. Until next time, veg out.